Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm James Hong. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. Ah, you know what old Jack Burton says at a time like this? Who? Jack Burton! Me! Cue the theme song. The hell is Gracie Law doing here? She can't get enough of me. Huh, he wishes. But now we have to grab your fiancé. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. Depends on how you look at it. The hell it does. So somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on. Little pan character comes out of thin air in the middle of a goddamn alley while his buddies are flying around on wires cutting everybody to shreds, and he just stands there waiting for me to drive my truck straight through him with light coming out of his mouth. Okay, all right. 1986. We got a movie for sure from John Carpenter, who had a couple of movies under his belt at this point. Uh, Kurt. Russell in Big Trouble in Little China, the movie with a cult following. A lot of people have seen this flick. Uh, not a not a huge budget film, nineteen twenty million somewhere in that range. Um, and basically, this follows the adventures of Jack Burton, a truck driver who uh, likes a little bit of gambling and likes to drive around in his truck and meet some interesting people, make some friends. Overall, pretty decent guy. He's got a lot to say about the world. And he, I guess the easiest way to put it is, gets tied up in some mystical Chinese shit. And hijinks ensue, basically. Yeah. What else do you say about Big Trouble in Little China? Yeah, no, you nailed it. It's just a really <laughs> unique way to, to explain it. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Um, so we got Kurt Russell, as I said, uh, Kim Cattrall, Dennis Dunn uh, doing some martial arts in this. Yeah, that's about that. I don't know. There's some other faces you definitely recognize. James Hong. Did you say James Hong? Did I? No, I did not. I should have. Dude, James Hong has got to be one of the more recognizable actors. Yeah, a lot of people might not know his name, but they fucking know his face. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely for do. sure. Yeah, that was a stupid Jackie omission. Chan He's was... low pan, by the way. He's yeah. low pan for anyone not knowing. Jackie Chan was supposed to be in this too. Yeah, that's crazy to yeah. me. I, I really would have liked to have seen that. Yeah, I would have too. It would have been interesting. I think um, what I ended up reading was that they, they didn't like that Jackie Chan's English wasn't better. And they thought oh, that that would detract yeah. the movie. Apparently this movie was very plagued by like um, um, by the studio execs. It was apparently really tough to get out there. Who would have Jackie Chan have been? Would he have been um, the Wang Chi or whatever, the friend of Kurt Russell? Yeah. Yeah, the guy who Dennis Dunn ended up playing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's who they wanted him to Yeah, I, that's, that's a, I mean, that's a perfect space for him. Um, okay, so let me kick this off um, from something that I, I, I don't know, seems seems to be apparent once you kind of think about it, is that in this movie, uh, Jack Burton is like the sidekick. And that means that he's being paired up with like the heroes. And so the guy who plays Dennis Dunn, uh, that would put him in a position to actually be the hero. And while he does end up whooping some serious ass, um, he seems to like have to build up to it in a way that is weird. He like, he's like, has some tough fights early on to lead up to the stuff where he can basically like fly around. Was he fucking with them? That, yeah, there's some real big inconsistencies here with that guy's character he uh tries to cut the bottle with a knife that's the first thing he does and he completely fucks that up and then a lot of the time and then a lot of the times he's like seems to be running scared and has a very scared look on his face there there's a point in the movie where a female uh guard or somebody is is hit trying to hit him with a stick and he is he runs terrified but yeah. then, like, later on, he, like, kicks fucking seven guys' ass, so... He comes I, out of a shell like... to a monster or something, to one of these fucking supermen. But some of the yeah. things some of the things he says earlier lead me to believe that he knew he had that kind of power the whole time. So, I don't know, it, it wasn't plain enough to me that he was, like, developing over this very short period of time, and it seemed by the end of it more like he always knew that he could do that. And so, I don't know... Oh. But he fights one of the main bosses, and then, like, they fly in the air and stuff and fight, and I think he beats the main boss, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Okay, yeah, so he fights one of the three main bosses, 
But then the very, very next scene that he's in, which is a couple of minutes later, one of the other big bosses shows up and he just runs scared and flips away from him the whole fucking time. So, like, it doesn't make any sense how he could fight Ron and beat him. But then the other one shows up and he doesn't even attempt to engage that guy. He just does backflips to get away from him. So, like, his abilities are incredibly inconsistent and his his uh, courage is inconsistent and his his resolve is inconsistent. Like, it's, his character makes zero fucking sense throughout the movie. Yeah. No, it's not well done. I looked at it as, like, a confidence <laughs> thing. Like, I just figured that How's he, he confidence like, didn't believe in himself. No, I, I'm not saying that it's clever. <laughs> it's just the best well you done. got. It's just the best I got. I kind of, when I was watching, I was like, oh, he doesn't believe in himself. So he's not able to. It was like a, one of those motivational things where if you have Tony Robbins' monster clap behind you, he would have been a fucking super ninja the whole time. <laughs> but if he but if he defeated one of the bosses and in the very next scene he doesn't even try and fight the other boss. He, yeah, don't create arguments for me. I have, no, I have no defense for it. <laughs> Here's another question. I was thinking about this after the movie was over, but the movie opens up with... The, basically the guy who defeats Lopan, um, not, not, I mean, Kurt Russell ends up killing Lopan, but the, the other, the other Chinese boss, the other kind of mystical guy who would like know about Lopan's powers when they actually fight and he gets the better of Lopan. That he, old guy with the yeah, cock eye? Yeah, the old guy. He's in the very opening scene in the movie telling the cops to leave Jack Burton alone. Yeah. But at the end of the movie, he's like, I got to take a much needed vacation. So what did he get arrested by the police outside the place and he got pulled in? Like, why is he in questioning talking about that at all? What does he have to do with it? Like, like that was a weird I mean, opening to the later. movie. There was going to be questions, right? Like that, a well, lot of shit Jack went Burton, down. Really? Yeah. Jack Burton really didn't do much either. I mean... He like, killed fucking, uh, what's his name? He killed Lightning a guy. Or Thunder or one of those. Which also made no sense, but we'll get to that later. And he killed nice Lopan. Uh, Wasn't that Lopan he did that too? No. Yeah. Was it Lopan? Yeah, he, yeah. he threw a knife into Lopan's head, but he threw a knife into Lopan's head after Lopan threw a knife at him yeah. so poorly yeah. that he just grabbed it out of the air <laughs> because Lopan's apparently a piece of shit. He's like, can't throw a knife. I shouldn't have thrown Lopan that. Lopan caught it first, hadn't he? Didn't Lopan catch no, Jack Bur- Burton? Knife? No, Burton threw it and missed horribly. Or it hit something. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and, that's then, right. and then Lopan picked it up and was like, suck it. And then in Lopan's mind, he's like, I was never really good at throwing the knife. Shoosh. And then Jack's like, hi, hi, as a boy. Uh, which yeah, is a little ridiculous. It also, it also made no sense. I did notice that was the theme the theme of the movie seemed to be from scene to scene to scene to scene is that it didn't make any sense. So that consistently nothing makes sense. So there's that, that's consistent. But there's also uh, 70 to 80% of all of the dialogue in this movie was people just explaining things. Yeah. So I call it explain-a-log. So you would think with that much explain-a-log going on, that things would make sense because they were explaining it, but somehow <laughs> they don't. <laughs> it still doesn't make any sense. No, Very strange. It, it it's weird. They um, they do spend so much time talking about all this, like like in 20 BC China, this was happening, and there was this guy, and he did this thing, and it's instantly forgettable. But then none of the action on scene has anything to do with what they're talking about. It seems it's just mystics and magic and they don't put the right emphasis on the right things here so it it, it ends up like the dialogue scenes end up being super fucking boring who cares yeah. and this movie is not long either no the consistent not, thing in this movie long. is that chinese people are magic <laughs> and i feel like that gets you quite a ways yeah I, so the chinese magic shit is pretty interesting to me that so i know but there's something there's yeah, I mean, a, there's a way to do that I'm sure um but like the thing that I liked um the the idea that I liked the most is a movie being about the sidekick the guy who doesn't know he's the sidekick but he is the sidekick I'm sure there have been movies that totally. have like followed that but I just th- that's my biggest problem like besides all the explain a log as Colin said was that 
it just the the action like you're following a group of pe- of people who end up kind of being successful in what they're doing, but I can't tell like who the hero that Jack is being a sidekick to because he's certainly not this, the hero in the story. He's fucking useless. No, he's totally the sidekick, which is very interesting. Um, and to touch on that explain a log, it is like some of the worst I've probably ever seen <laughs> because they'll be like. I'm going to this building and they'll be like that building, the worst one in Chinatown, that building is haunted by it. Like they'll tell you everything that you need to know about that building for that scene to be fucking important. Yeah. Right then. And then someone else will be like, Oh, you're going to fight Lopan. Lopan is this, 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 this. Like it's, well, it's exactly what Colin says. It's that explain a log, but it's to such an extreme degree yeah. that it goes past that into like, it's just dictionary at some point. Like it's just, you're just giving me the fucking, the, the whole guts of the thing without ever driving home any kind of interest in the story by sh- like showing me show. Don't tell. Right. Yeah. They never show, not tell. They always tell, maybe they show, but they for sure told you twice already. <laughs> but John also made the point that even though they do, they do that, uh, it, it seems like then when you get around to things that they explain, nothing they said has anything to do with what's going on in the movie. What's so all like they, if they just explain stuff like that's never going to make, that's not, nothing's going to ever come of it. Like they're not setting something up that something's going to come of it. Like they're not like, it's really weird. It's, it's really, really weird. And like all of the, I mean like everything I mean, I, I guess what I would have called this when I was younger would have been a B movie. Yeah, it it has oh, that a, it, it has that but, kind of uh, feel, yeah. But but you could, it should this film is serious star. Yeah, no, no, it, it totally like, did. But but just the way it like was done for a lower budget, so so well, you yeah, know, it lost a shitload of money. It was done for twenty five mil. It made eleven. Th- admittedly, this would be a very hard movie to market. Like totally. Uh, well, Apparently the execs didn't even get it because of that very concept that you were talking about, John. Like the whole sidekick thing. Yeah, maybe like, like follow exec, this guy the, who's the, not the guy. The studio <laughs> couldn't get down with it. Yeah, they because well, that doesn't make sense to a corporate body, right? Yeah. yeah. If I was, if I was, this, if I was working for the studio, though, I would probably felt the same way. Like it, watching it now, like it's it doesn't nothing makes. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like. Uh, I kept saying when we were watching this that it felt like a madman had wrote and directed this <laughs> with no real rhyme or reason to anything. Like, he had some ideas about fighting with magic in Chinatown, and uh, they had the weird sets of things flooding. And there's you can't a convince me that this whole palace. fucking script didn't get conceived on blow. Like well, it, this is the ramblings of a guy on fucking coming down from PCP or fucking just getting high on blow. One of those two scenarios. See the funny this whole thing. Like, the funny thing is that. To, go ahead, Colin. Go ahead, man. No, just 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 the whole like uh, this movie like today for me uh, when we watched it the other day was. Uh, I, I don't want to give anything away, but I found it to be almost unwatchable. Like, if we weren't watching it for the podcast, <laughs> I would have probably turned it off pretty quick. Oh, you're such a... You're so uh, the rules. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no, why was I watching it? I don't... What was I getting out of it? It didn't make any sense. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It was insane. It was insane. You never okay, watch a bum fight one time? Come on. That's okay, the type like, of thing. Okay. You're like, this isn't good. I shouldn't be enjoying this. But I have to stick around to the end. So, like, look. No, no, but some of the things work here. A bum fight would make sense, though. If a bum fight would make sense. If I was watching a bum fight and one of the bums was dressed like a clown and the other one was dressed like Sponge, <laughs> and the other one was dressed like SpongeBob, and then like and, and then they are gonna fight, but instead they didn't fight and they sat down with and they lit cigarettes and started playing poker. And then I was like, I thought they were supposed to fight. I'd fucking walk away. That's what you would was. walk away from that? I would have a fucking a seat. I'd be like, I have no idea where this is going. I have to see where this is going. It's so fantastical. But what I'm saying is is that okay, so even the acting scenes were so poorly directed. 
Well, so what a bad what a bad director will do is he'll just he'll just direct people shooting guns and then just edit that together. But if you like watch the movie and the directing of those gunfights and stuff, nothing made any fucking sense. There's no rhyme or reason. They would just have some guys shooting in some direction, and then they would have some other guys shooting in some direction, and then they would have like people falling down, and then they would have an explosion. Like it was the fucking worst directing I've ever seen. Okay, this and John, I know that you've been waiting to talk, but I have to say I don't know if I 100% agree with that. Some of the action, the fighting was good and it was visceral <laughs> and the and it had impact. I'm just saying in regards to movies around this time if you look at action in terms of like fist to fist fighting cuz this has a lot of like kung fu in it or whatever you want to call it, right? Um and it, and it's hard hitting. It feels like the people are getting hit. It's not entirely shitty. I never got that sense. But go I'm ahead, not saying John, the gun fighting and the rest of that shit. At one point the guy like punches fist fucking gunshots which is the biggest dog shit ever so all i'm saying is not everything is dog shit some of the gunfight shit is pretty well like most of the gunfight shit is pretty bad but like the fisties the fisty cuffs is not always terrible and it has this intensity to it like the thing that surprised me was that it felt like people were getting hit right and to me that's a big thing in a movie if i can tell that people are pulling their punches or that the punches are going wide or whatever the fucking the trick is for that particular fight, if it is, um, if it feels like they're really getting hit, I'm more bought into that scene all of a sudden. It's yeah. very easy to get me more bought into the fight that way. And this movie did have that. Not with the gunplay, because like I say, there was that guy punch shooting the fucking guns, which is garbage. But there was also a lot of people throwing kicks and punches that were landing. I'm trying and I to can remember. feel that. It was all over the place. That massive fight scene, that massive crazy fight scene between the three gangs, uh, one of which confusingly isn't involved in the fucking second third of the fight. (laughs) Um, That fight has a lot of like really good aggression. And actually a lot of the, I found I think most of the fucking um, fights had that intensity, had that. Look, some some of them did. Some of them did. I'm trying to remember which one did because all I can remember is the shitty backflipping while the other guy's chasing him. Are they they're jumping in the air and then jumping in the air and then jumping in the air again and then jumping in the air again? (laughs) That shit is not. And I don't know who. I don't. Based on the way everyone's dressed and their ethnicity, uh, while they intercut all that stuff together, I don't even know who the fuck is good guys or bad guys. It's just a bunch of Asian people kicking the shit out of each other. But yeah, also, that's because you're a racist. Any- the rest of us knew, obviously, there was black pajamas, white pajamas, <laughs> and the fucking ninja guys. I saw no white pajamas. The, the superheroes. There's black and black with red belt. Anyways. It's like, like the group find... level of the kumite. This is like how you <laughs> figure out who gets invited. You throw 200 people in a fucking alley. And the top 10 people get to go to the Kumite. I would have to watch, which I never will do again, the fight <laughs> scenes again. But but I was very disappointed with the fight scenes and found it all very cheesy and slap-handed. And like it is. It fun. is. I'm just saying it's not all bad. Sorry, is my point. There's some <laughs> there is some redeeming qualities to it. Uh, it, is, it is directed poorly. Sorry, John. I'm fucking talking now, motherfuckers. <laughs> you two shut up. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just I, I wanted a few things popped into my head, and and thankfully they stood there. Um, one is one is that this what a missed opportunity that like Jack is not only the second hand guy, he's the the sidekick, but he's like such a fish out of water in this scenario. It's totally cool that he doesn't know what's going on, and so yeah. the better way to do it would be to slowly reveal whatever is most important. But for the most part, it's just happening, and you have to like move through it that's what's interesting not not saying all that shit so the fact they had to explain it all and then that that was a failure um it just it it ends up being a a kind of a giant mess um and then i agree more with brent than i do with colin about the fighting because there there is some good martial arts in this and there's some half decent choreography mixed in with a whole bunch of other shit looking fighting and horrible gunplay some of maybe if most of it is intentionally bad though um I think they just had to, I think they pulled out intentionally a lot of like gag tricks, like the obvious wood stick in a cloth sleeve, broken arm or lay or things like that, that are like so obviously cheddar 
that's kind of what makes it a little bit of fun that they, they they're not they weren't taking that too too seriously. And then some of it, you know, they do land some crazy kicks, and it's like, ooh, yeah, that that wasn't too bad. But I'd say that's like fifteen percent of all the fighting, and the other eighty five percent is like what is happening and then most of the gunplay but this isn't about guns this is like about magic and shit like that but I don't that's know. what i'm saying i know all that shit is buried oh the good whatever good there was in there was completely buried by an avalanche of terrible so like i don't i just i guess like i'm not giving it the 15 percent credit because of the 85 percent terribleness yeah and like as per how to fix the script I just would have, like, lit it on fire and made everybody watch it burn on the ground. Like, there's fucking no, nothing salvageable. Like, I wouldn't even have tried to fix this. I would have been like, start again. <laughs> like, just burn it. <laughs> the, thing that makes, the thing that makes this movie as enjoyable as it is, is the actors. Yeah. Without the performances in the movie, because Kurt Russell's fucking money in this. He makes me laugh pretty much through the whole fucking movie. His reactions, like a, like John was saying, he's a fish out of water, and his reactions to stuff is sometimes so incredulous that it fucking, it just puts me out. And, um, and, and, uh, Lopin, uh, James yeah, Hong. Yeah. James yeah, Hong, you. you could put him in a movie probably by himself. I don't think I've ever seen that guy and not enjoyed him. He's so fucking amusing to yeah, watch. Those is. two guys in this movie really fucking make it. I know Lopan is not a fucking big part of this at all, but when he is in there, I think he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's he is but funny. The with script the is garbage. The performers made this at all as redeemed as it could be. Yeah, like I think all credit for them. So what? What about then? Um, what do you guys think of uh, the the love interest, the Kim Cattrall character? Do you think she plays off of Jack in a in a good way or? Is it just kind of like too much? No, no. What are you crazy? No. <laughs> and also, and also, and also, Kurt Russell has two good lines in this whole movie that I like. Two lines in a whole movie. One line is when the creature, a creature which we never see again, comes out of a wall and eats one of their compatriots. And by the way, no one sees We see it again. It's right at the very end. No, like not that one. The see. other cockroach No, no, no. That's one. a different creature. It was like some kind of weird wall creature, not that creature. Oh. It comes out of the wall and it bites the guy and takes him away. And then the little Asian guy throws a, like explosive at it. It's like, it won't be back or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's right. And Russell says, what? What? <laughs> 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 one good line and then there's a second good line when they're in the temple and I can't even remember what it is I should because there's only fucking two but he says <laughs> something similar again like who's that or yeah. what's going on or something see that that but, kind of would have been funnier to have more of that to instead of explaining anything it just happens and that's his reaction but then he's in it still so it just moves forward but other than that, I know nothing about his character other than he drives his truck and that's it. Called the like Pork Chop Express or something. <laughs> like I don't know anything. Oh, I guess that he likes to gamble, and I'm assuming he likes to drink. But like, and then he likes Kim Cattrall because she's a tr- the only attractive woman. Yeah. Other that that's white because he's clearly not attracted to the Asian women. I don't know why. It because <laughs> they're more attractive than Kim Cattrall is. But but uh. Yes, she's the white woman in there. That's what I'm saying is she's the white woman in there for him to be attracted to because back then you couldn't have him be attracted to Asian women. The Asians had to be with the Asians. That's how they willed in the 80s. But, like, uh, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, it's so, like, it's, it's kind of a, it's also kind of just, it's just, it's just, like, bad. It's a bad movie. This, like, I used to really like this movie. Me and my brothers used to sit in the basement on our shitty little 21-inch TV, our 15-inch TV. I don't know how big it was. And we watched this movie a bunch. Maybe I couldn't see the screen because it was only 15 inches. I mean, I can see but, this being I can see this being so weird that that's what would stick out in your mind. It's not like any other movie, that's for sure. Um, no, it is not. Uh, like so, I remember we were laughing like, at the the red haired girl that's the friend of Kim Cattrall. It took us like her not till her yeah, yeah fifth or sixth scene in the movie. We were like, who is this woman? 
And then finally someone said something about the press. And and then we were yeah. like, oh. And, it, and only because she was journaling in her cell. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, other guy, Dennis, true. Dennis Hong or whatever, is bound by the ankles and fucking feet, or ankles and wrists. <laughs> and she, they, she, they gave her a journal. Like, um, yeah, there's a serious, there's a serious mix of fucking uh, treatment in that prison. That's true. Yeah, see, there's a bunch of characters in this movie like her, and some of the other Asian guys who are somehow involved in the movie. They're not involved in the movie. They're just in the movie. Yeah. But anyway, they're in there, and nothing ever happens <laughs> with them, and there's no reason for them to be in there. They, they literally crazy. just tag along at points. Like, it's just, there's a big group of them. They're all together, and then they all escape. And it's like, okay. And then, and then there's groups of, groups of, there's teams, and I don't know who's on, why they're on, or I don't know if they have names. There, those guys go with them to go back in yeah. to the thing. I don't know who those guys are. I don't know if they're like, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who fucking anybody is in this. So, like, I just know Lopan, and I know that's it. Like, and he's the bad guy. And then they have the weird, like, um, the, those guys the remind three me storms. of uh, what's that video game? The storms. Thank you. They remind me of uh, uh, what's that video Raiden. game where you Raiden? Could, yeah. Yeah, he is. Mortal, Mortal Kombat. That's what you're saying. It's Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Kombat. They remind yeah. me of. They remind me of those guys. Who uh, else? Because Mortal it's Kombat. exact. It's exactly who they are. Is Raiden. Who? Who oh, else? Who well, else was very disappointed when the three storms decided to don fucking Armani suits instead of yeah. their awesome straw hats? Like as soon as they're inside, they're businessmen. They're like, you've got to worry about the brand. Oh man, it completely fucking ruins them. Yeah, because they are fucking badass demigods or something. You don't know. They got to be something, right? Yeah. And so, as soon as they fucking take off that giant rice hat, whatever that is, Chinese sombrero, yeah. and the fucking robe, they they cease to become like these these Mystical, godly yeah. creatures. Yeah. The myst- yeah. The mysticality leaves, and all of a sudden they become like. Did you hear Roger down the fucking block can shoot lightning out of his fingers? <laughs> that guy's fucking Roger is the most boring prick ever. Yeah, but he has lightning out of his fingers. And he's good That's at all accounting. these guys are to me now. <laughs> he's good yeah. at accounting. <laughs> yeah, they lose all of that fucking, all of that imaginative, uh, the imaginative property that they, yeah. yeah, the mystery that they give to me. It's all gone the second I see them fucking normalized. Yeah, I absolutely Why would agree. you do that? And like Why lightning, would you do that? I think it's lightning never shows up in the suit. He He's only like around... 20% of the time, 25% of the time with his lightning shit. Yeah. And apparently you just got to throw Kurt, water Kurt on Russell's, him. Kurt Russell's character is incredibly unlikable. They try and make him cool what? and stuff because he talks in his radio. But like the shit he says Aww. in his radio makes... Listen, he shouldn't. The shit he says in his radio sounds like it's gonna go somewhere, but then he tr- he just trails off. He'd be like, "I gotta tell you, I'm calling out from the Park Shop Express," and then he's like, "And if you're ever wondering if you get into trouble, you should you shouldn't get into trouble. Don't do that, okay?" And then now the next thing, it's just like, "What?" It, it, he doesn't he doesn't punctuate it with an ending. He just like yeah. says something, and then like just trails off, and then moves on. A, so it sounds like he's giving wisdom, but then he never has any wisdom. So yeah, it's just like that, I never noticed that when I watched it before. That's it who he's, make any sense that's who he's trying to be. I, I think he's like I don't want to. I don't know if lovable. I don't know if lovable loser is the is the right phrase for him. But he's like not a smart man. He he likes well, to drive a truck. He likes to have a good time, but and then he kind of go like he stu- He had a lot of uh, integrity to stand by Wang because like he was like always ready to go, even though that was into certain death. And he's like he freaks out along the way. So his character never tries to be anything that it's not. I think that's that's who he is, and so it doesn't that doesn't bother me. It doesn't make him unlikable. I I like I feel bad for him in a way. But dude, but I but I I cheer for him for sure. I cheer for him. Right. He- He's not good at anything, though. So, like, he yeah. just said that, but like, anytime, but like, he he doesn't actually. It would be it would be one thing if he set up for Wang and stayed stay by his side and, and did something, but but the whole movie, anytime other than the very ending, which also doesn't make any sense, what he does, 
but like he doesn't actually end up fighting anybody. No, like, the girl Kim Cattrall fights somebody and kills them or or hurts them before he does anything to anybody. He shoots his gun and the rock hit him in the head, and then yeah, but he's and but then he's then always trying. He's always the, trying. Like right, that's he, the thing, Colin. Is that you don't understand? Is that he's not supposed to be the hero. He, he's not he's, that he's not a hero. He's, he, he he's is just, a hero, he's though. Just, he he's, a bad guy he's, at the end. Yeah, okay, so he is a hero, but he's like he's, like, he's got this, like, false bravado, and he's, like, he's a bumbling idiot. It's the same reason we cheer for Mr. Bean, is that even though he fails in every aspect, we know that he's a fucking good person down deep. And that's who Jack Burton is. Jack yeah. Burton is a stand-up guy. Yeah. He, like John said, he's not the brightest, but his heart is in the fucking right place. He doesn't run from any of this shit just because he knows it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And you can tell, like, if you look at the dating, the period of this movie, in the beginning of it, it even shows him, like, sitting in Chinatown, playing, like, gambling games with the Chinese people. Like, and and even in 2020, how many people are doing that, yeah. sitting with, like, with a just Chinese group? The, the, the races don't harmonize like that. But he doesn't see it that way. He's just a good-natured guy yeah. who is way in over his head, and he's bumbling through it, and he's not the reason that things are going to go good, but he participates. And I he's disagree. fucking hilarious the whole way through. Yeah. I, I, I fucking think with, he's so likable. I disagree with the first statement because, actually, he... Um, is just wants his money at first because that guy Wang owes him money and he's trying to get him to give him his money. Then when he get, gets involved, he's like, so am I not going to get my money? Then when he loses his truck, he's like, I got to get my truck back. So you're acting like he's like doing this all out of the goodness of his heart. <laughs> Wang owes him $3,000 and he needs to get his truck back. Otherwise, he wouldn't be there. So I disagree with all of that stuff. Okay, so so there's not the goodness of his heart. You're not totally you're not totally wrong about that, but he is still a good guy. It doesn't change it that he had some investment. That's his livelihood. I don't know, right? Like that. that, It was obvious that like two grand that he was going to get because he said double. That was like that's big money to Jack. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah, and he'd be like working load to load, right? It just seems like that kind of guy. So I I think it upped the stakes, and it definitely was the catalyst to keep him involved. But by a certain point. A regular person could have backed away and said that, like, I, I helped you through that last thing. That's all I'm going to do. And Jack is like, no, man. Twice I can remember him getting up and being like, fucking let's go. Are we going? We're going to go get this guy. So it it makes him likable. So you're, you're both right. He also, at the end of the movie, takes the money from the guy, which he should have never taken that check. And then he ditches Kim Cattrall. So he could go drive around in his park shop. It's what it's what the I don't believe him. He's making bad choices, like at the end of um, Dumb and Dumber with the with the bikini girls. That movie didn't hold up. I know, and uh, this one probably doesn't sound like it's gonna either. But uh, but that's like that's what they're going for. So in my eyes, it makes him like extremely likable, and I think I think Kurt Russell does a really good job in this film. He's like he's like the one bright spot, and it's not great. It's like. None of it is great, but like parts of it are, are funny or enjoyable. Call, the two scenes Colin called out like were so good. It just makes you wish there could have been much more like that because his reactions, he, he can do that comedy thing uh, and he can do like some of the action stuff too. So, and he immediately like takes his jacket off. <laughs> so he's just walking around fucking <laughs> guns out. Let's go um, right away. It's kind of funny. Not, he was also not in great shape in this movie and he kind of looked like shit. He's 80s good shape. Yeah, I think he was great in his good shape. I guess he's like Bruce Willis diehard shape, I guess. No. That's the thing, is that Schwarzenegger was such a freak in those days that that's why he stood out so much. Otherwise, you'd never put a guy that can't speak English in an English movie like that. But his body was so freakazoid. Yeah. I think most people had like what we would say dad bod now, I think was like hunky dude back then. But now watching Schwarzenegger movies, I realize that that was a, I was I, not financially, but it's a, it was a horrible mistake because, like, other than T two, and I'm guessing Predator, which we haven't watched yet, uh, I feel like a big part of the problem with a lot of the Schwarzenegger movies we've been talking about is the fact that Arnie's also such a terrible actor in them. <laughs> 
Yeah, but isn't that kind of what endears you to him? Like, when you watch Kindergarten Cop, you can't watch Kindergarten Cop with a different actor. That's got to be Schwarzenegger. (laughs) It's got to be that shittiness. That's what makes (laughs) the movie, is the shittiness. This is what I'm telling you. Sometimes the shittiness is what's needed for the movie. No, but if you watch Kindergarten Cop again, which I want you guys to do, because I want to do Kindergarten Cop on the podcast, Schwarzenegger actually has some... Well, I, regardless of whether it holds up or not, because I, I watched it recently, Schwarzenegger has some chops in that movie. And, like, I think the directing and the script helped with that. But, like, these other movies have no script, so he just has to say bad dialogue. But, like, I also... he They have a bunch of good actors in the movie with him who are probably, like, really helping him get along through that. One of them was uh, that Penelope Ann Miller. Yeah. Who I have like such a huge crush on, and then the one who plays uh, his, uh, his partner. Partner, yeah, she's great. Who's supposed to be the teacher. She's a great actress too. So I feel like Arnie stepped up his game in that movie. But like, I don't find Kurt Russell's performance in this to be like once again like that stellar. Uh, I found a I lot of disagree time, more about Kurt Russell in he this was, movie. He wasn't like, that doing is something that I that, gotta absolutely plant my flag on. Just those couple of things that popped up that I mentioned. Like other than that. Like, I just found it, it all to be, and it was mostly the script, but it was all just lazy. Like, lazy dialogue, like nothing's going on in a scene. There's no tension. There's no tension in scenes, even when there's, like, people in peril. It's just, <laughs> it's so strange. It's a strange movie, but, like, I like strange movies. I like, I like Black Swan. I like uh, Requiem for a Dream. I like Buffalo 66. This is just a bad, weird movie. Those are weird weird examples of weird movies. Those movies are eccentric. Black Swan, not a weird movie. People are growing, becoming a swan and growing hair and feathers. And like, it's surreal. Our our Requiem for a Dream is surreal and weird. Requiem isn't surreal. Requiem is... Requiem is... Requiem is painfully real. That's what's gross about Requiem. At the end <laughs> of Requiem, you feel this sickness and this grossness that you can't wash off because it is so real. Because the, are, the realness of addiction in that movie is terrifying. I'm just, I'm just saying that, like that movie has the weird game show stuff and like the weird fantasy stuff. That's not in a, a general movie, like not a normal. It's like those are all dramas. This is supposed to be a comedy. I think it's supposed to be a comedy. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Is it an action comedy? It's a comedy. It's a comedy that was that was marketed as an action movie because it had Kurt Russell. And again, the studio couldn't see past their nose. Well, no, they have lots of action in the movie. It's, a, it's action, action adventure. In the movie, but, action but adventure. Always, yeah. Yeah, but the the thing is, is that the movie was intended to be a comedy. I think so. And comedies and comedies. Well, that's what I read. I read that the purpose of the movie was comedy. Okay, good. So that the thing is right. that you can have you can have action in a comedy. It doesn't make it not a comedy, right? A comedy can be like John said, like with this adventure, and it could be still a comedy base. Like you can have all of those components. This movie is intended to be campy and funny. All There's of the bold, two times the script is bad, and that could have seriously been a way better movie with a better script. And with a lot of stuff that just like made sense instead of being like, basically this, this movie is a lot of non sequiturs. It's just overly complicated for no reason. Hmm. It's super overly yeah. complicated. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Like Brent said, it just to be these Asian people are magic and that's it. But they didn't want to do that. So they just had to keep explaining and piling on information that, that never, never panned out or went anywhere or was important to the story. But they had a whole scene about it. And then they had other characters in the movie that were talking. All the characters that nothing happens with that shouldn't be in the movie are just there to talk. To just talk about things. Being explained by different people the thing. It's just like, and I didn't never knew who, I didn't know that woman was a reporter at the end of the movie. So finally, someone said it. She yeah. just shows up, though. Kim Cattrall's just waiting, and then that chick pulls up in a car, and then they're talking like they're agents for something. What was and Kim you, you don't get an indication. 
Uh, oh, I forgot. She was. She was a lawyer, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, you forgot, she? right? That's her thing. <laughs> I think she was a lawyer. I don't know. Yeah, she was a lawyer. There you I, go. I think so. Lawyer, but I, yeah, but I couldn't remember that. And she was like doing something with the green-eyed girl and the whole green-eyed thing and stuff too. Why was two green-eyed people better than one? I didn't get all that either. Like I thought they just needed one, but then all of a sudden he had two. Yeah. I thought they needed a Chinese girl with green eyes. Yeah, so I was like, I okay, I don't know enough about Chinese girls to know if that's rare or not. But then at the end, the white girl had green eyes. And I was like, I know there's lots of white girls with green eyes. There's no way this guy's having this much fucking headache. But then they captured yeah. Wang. They captured Wang and they were like trying to make him do something t- to help with the green eye chick. But he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then they're like, we don't know what we're talking about either. And then they just don't talk about it anymore. I'm like, what yeah. was he gonna do? Yeah. Like, say, hey, baby, can you like give in and stop floating invisible? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what you guys are talking about right now was the whole movie to me. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> was the whole movie. Every scene, that's what I was doing in my brain. Yeah. No, of course. I think John and I have a higher propensity for enjoying shit. And this movie, I'm not gonna say is shit. I'm not gonna say that. But well, I am going to say... Call it. Why don't you call it, Brent? Of... Bring it Bring it on. What do you got? Okay, so I actually like this movie. Yeah? I liked watching this movie. But I like weird things. And when they get weird and a little stupid, I guess that's my vibe. And I tend to um, enjoy the ride. But the thing is, is that there needs to be something that carries me forward. And the thing in this movie, I think, is Kurt Russell. Because I find him to be really enjoyable and really funny, and I enjoy watching. Like, and we even talked about him when we were watching this. His reactions to stuff sometimes is so genuine and like surprised, and then other times it's just this false confidence where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah I know that shit." It's to me, I think maybe that's what that's what makes it enjoyable for me. Sometimes a character that's good enough can propel me through the movie, so it doesn't hold up. Um. But I did like watching it. And I'll watch it again. Yeah. That's it. That being said, I know it's a shitty movie. Don't write me. I know it's a shitty movie. <laughs> um, but I like it. Yeah, I, I, I gotta feel very, very similar to this as uh, as Brent does. There there are tiny little tidbits of this that are fun and I can I can kinda see why some people would like this movie and because it's, you know, from the from the mid eighties. I try and think back to what other movies were like at this time in terms of like squeezing that budget for some quality and uh, how things look and feel. And this was the heyday of like of, of puppets and claymation and like a lot of that stuff was just getting going. But I mean, unfortunately, in the long run, some of the effects look OK. Um, but the, the, the hugest thing is that the foundation of this movie just there's no story that's what we're seeing and it could have that could have been used to their advantage with the fish out of water and jack but it it wasn't and so it just ends up being a confusing mess with a couple of bright spots and a couple of laughs along the way and you're like they probably had some fun making this and they seem to be making fun of themselves a little bit with how they're doing it because there'd be no other way to do that movie and so in a way they were all taking a risk um and i think some of their some of these things um some of it would be worth carrying forward into something new, but not, not, not the way that this was done. This movie doesn't hold up at all. Unfortunate. I'm done with this movie forever. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I'll watch it again. Maybe if I was going to watch it with like a nephew when they're a little older and and they just wanted to watch, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what someone who wasn't very exposed to movies yet would think of this. Like if this was the first truly weird movie that you ever saw, would that have a different impact on you? I don't know. I just think it, given might, today's have, it standard, might have been the truly weird movie I ever saw. Like, yeah, like the what first, other weird right? movies would you guys have ever seen? Because like you would this have been eight, right? Movie, you would have been eight or nine when this first came out. Hey, Brent. What year was it again? 86. I was six. Yeah, I was uh, I was eight. So, yeah, and I would have seen this new. I would have seen this probably a little bit later on, a few years after. But still, this movie actually for me wasn't a huge part of my childhood. I, I like saw some of it when I was really young and either didn't enjoy it or didn't get it. It was like one of those things I flipped on and it was on TV. Um, 
And then, you know, university and stuff checked it out and was drunk. So probably found it kind of enjoyable then. But <laughs> now now watching it now, it, it's like, no, there's not enough of the camp. It could have went a hard line in that direction and used that to its advantage, but it didn't. And and I love the I love the movie focusing on the sidekick who ends up getting the final kill. I think you could make a movie with any other story work really well that way. And I recommend that Colin write that because that's a really interesting hook for a movie. Doesn't uh, hold up. Eh, sorry. If I was to, if I was to, what, wait this as a comedy then, because you guys say it's a comedy, and that's it's an fine. It's like, but keep this in mind, it's not just a comedy. It is intentionally campy. I know, but... but the shittiness, a lot of the shittiness campy. is intentional. But I watched, I watched Hudson Hawk which is also very similar to this the other day. I with think Bruce. I watched with friends. Yeah, you did. And the difference between this and that is that they're both comedies and they're both weird and campy and silly. Yeah. But I laugh like throughout most of Hudson Hawk. This movie, I laugh twice. Yeah. So if this movie is like half an hour, 90 minutes long and it's a comedy and I laugh twice, and then the rest of the time I was rolling my eyes or wanting to turn it off, then it's not a good comedy. Not for me, anyway. For me, the comedy does not work. Fair so, like, I just see, like, problems. Whereas with Hudson Hawk, I'm not seeing Hudson Hawk held up. I'm not saying it didn't or it didn't. But I laughed a bunch. And I also had fun because they, like, sing songs in a weird, inappropriate song. How fun is that? Movie? During heist. Yeah, John, have you fun. seen that recently? I haven't seen it recently. It's worth checking okay, out. Okay, I'll eh? watch it again with you. Oh, right on. Yeah, I'll watch it again, too. All well, right, I'll cool. Watch it again. Yeah, that sounds but, good. Uh, see, but uh, even if that one holds up or doesn't hold up, uh, it, it was funny. And I enjoyed it. And I, it was fun. I didn't find anything fun or enjoyable about this movie. So <laughs> yeah. I like this. I will never. This one I'm done with, too. Like, John, I, I will not be uh, going down this road again. <laughs> I will not. I yeah. will. Yeah, Brett I will. will for sure. Proudly. And that's okay. And that's okay. There are that's fun scenes. Okay. Like if you cranked up a scene on YouTube and we're like, ah, I remember this, I'd be like, ah, Jack Burton. It would have to be only <laughs> one of the one, It would have to be one of the two scenes. It would have to be the yeah. two scenes where he freaks out. Yeah. And that's it, though. But, <laughs> but the movie, the movie isn't like an hour and thirty-four minutes long. Think, think of yeah. this. Think of this. And you, like, think of the this costume. And stuff is supposed to be campy, and the sex is supposed to be campy. Yeah. But, like, none of that really worked for me at all. Like, and then, like, I really, really was a disappointed with the action. I remember this being, like, really good guns and fighting, and this time I found it to be really bad guns and fighting. Yeah. So, think that was, it, this movie let me down. I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah. So I, I have fond memories. I have fond, fond memories of this movie. I, I spent many an evening... Uh, watching this movie. So it's under siege still the champion for you? I guess it is, yeah. Wow. Well, what's the champion for you guys? I mean, it's got to be under siege. Yeah, under siege, 100%. 100%. See, that's so sad, man. Some of these movies were like gigantic blockbusters compared to under siege with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester yeah, Stallone. No, I'm just saying that through the, all of the, the pandemic movies, yeah, the fact that Under Siege is still the only one that actually holds up is fucking amazing. Now, we got two big ones coming up, which are Predator and Mission Impossible. I have a good feeling that one of those two's got to hold up. I haven't seen either of them yet. I know you guys have both seen Mission Impossible 1. Don't give anything away, but I am very excited. Do you expect... I want to ask you about the other one. Do you expect Predator to hold up? Predator is a is a big one. Predator is an all time. Right? I, I do I, mean, I do I, think it will I, by a hair. I think it will. I think it will too, but only because of the simplicity of it. That movie is so simple. There's nothing there's nothing overcomplicated about it at all. It's it's a very short movie. It's straightforward i think the action is going to be good yeah because i remember the action being really good in that. i think the one-liners are going to be shitty 
and that's going to be like a bad thing. The macho shit. Yeah, the overdone but, macho shit's going to get old real yeah, quick. But yeah, things happen. It just kind of, you know what? It, I think it'll work for that movie to, to really make you buy into it. Like, because you'll be like, oh, that fucking macho piece of shit. And then two scenes later, it's like their chest is blown open and you're like, oh, the macho guy's dead. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the native I think guy dies. Yeah. Come on, the yeah. native guy. In yeah. the yeah, jungle, like Billy should have been the only survivor. Billy, John, what is what is Billy, guys? What is Billy always repeating? Uh, it's gonna have me some fun. Oh, that's not Billy. That's uh, that's yeah, the Billy's. Billy's Billy's the indigenous guy. The guy you're talking oh, about is that black dude, isn't it? Mac. Mac, uh, Mac, yeah, Mac. Tony says gonna have me some fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think, I think, I think I'm gonna be cheering for that in that movie. So that'll be that'll be a fun one. Um, so we uh, we did this movie for uh, at Mark War Burton on Instagram, who gave a shout out on a post and uh, made a request for Big Trouble Little China. So sorry, man, we kind of tore the asshole out of that movie. Whoops. Oh, but I fucking love this movie, dude. Yeah. And thanks for commenting I'm in. With you. It just happened that we were doing a recording session and uh, we got this movie queued up and checked it out. So lucky that way other requests might take a little bit longer, but keep them coming in. We're always happy to do some uh, amazing 80s, 90s movies right now while we're in the quarantine. Uh, so uh, yeah, keep them coming in. Check us out at uh, holdup underscore podcast. Get on our Instagram and, and I, put in a vote. And I did, I did use Mark. Mark, I did used to like this movie, and I was very excited to watch it. I was very excited to watch it again. It was only about twenty minutes into the movie where I was like not as excited about watching it. So like, I'm, I'm glad you recommended it. Uh, it was a good movie to watch and revisit. Uh, just didn't turn out very well for me in the end. Yeah, so sorry. All right, well, and that- thanks for the show and. Mark also gave us a shout out on his store and his Instagram, so thanks for doing that too. That was awesome. Yeah, much appreciated. And uh, yeah, keep the uh, keep the recommendations coming in. We'll see what we can get to. We got a couple of good ones coming up. Uh, all right, folks, that's it for us here today. This has been fun. Uh, unfortunately, watching the movie wasn't that fun at all. So don't uh, don't do it. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time, everybody. Enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM. 